0: And welcome to the latest issue of the 3 Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the uh, other members of Cooperative Removals Limited. <laughs> First of all, the keeper of the, um, the numbers, yeah, the numbers guy, <laughs> the, con- <laughs> the contrarian and, and most of the time ruinator, Keith O'Keefe's comments. Keith, how are you? Doing all right. Like, three minutes ago, what was the word? Ungwent? Ungwent. Un-gwent. <laughs> ungwent. He whips out Ungwent, and then he forgets the numbers guy. <laughs> <laughs> My brain broke thinking of yeah, Ungwent, dude. Yeah, it yeah exactly. Who it thinks of that? Oh, and shit. Also uh, starring the clown prince of collecting, the dirty old geek, the pictures guy, the guy with holes in several of his collections, and who's wrong most of the time. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Well, I got to tell you, Lance. Lance. I'm feeling the crack and taking the blame.
1: Oh. Wow, okay. That was pretty good. Did someone steal your pad of gold?
0: <laughs> you're a funny little man, Keith. <laughs> a funny funny I'll little beat man. Take the off you. <laughs> you're a funny little man. <laughs> well, I'm of course the uh long suffering world's oldest kid sidekick. My name is Lance. I am the words guy and uh He's the
1: sober one. He's the sober one. <sighs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, the government has given you, has taught you certain skills such as to kill a man and other arts and crafts. And welcome to another issue. Uh, Brian. Old, <laughs> old, old darling. Oh, darling. Uh, do you have any news for us today? I do. I do. So uh, we've got the, uh, and we're actually, uh, I think, pretty much all excited about uh, the new remake of Roadhouse. Yes. That comes out in March on Prime. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, looks great. Watch Dirty Dancing this week. Okay. Uh, in honor First of. First time? No. Okay. No. Uh, well, actually, my wife watched it. I was in the room. <laughs> so, in other words, somebody put Baby in the corner. Somebody put Baby <laughs> okay. in the corner. Uh, but it had that Pat fellow who's in it. Yes. Uh, the remake looks really good. I, I'm not even going to... It, it For anybody who's expecting this to be like... The same fl- like a remake. I, like a re, like I just, no, there was lightning in a bottle. It was this ultimate combination of like, it was Benny the Jet Orchidez, who's a great stunt choreography, fought Bruce Lee, fought Jackie Chan, and stuff like that. And it was like this crazy combination of like, well, let's make a, uh, let's make a Shaw Brothers film in, in kind of the Old West in modern. There was just such, a, it was like lightning in a bottle to get that, that piece of cheese that's, that's that is the original, yeah. and I don't. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a. I'm like, I, there's it looks like there's funny bits in it, but I think this is going to be more of a. I don't think it's going to be as, as cheesy. I don't think it's going to be a
1: better remake than Point Break.
0: I I, I refuse to watch them. I I, I don't it. even like Point Break. I refuse oh, to I watch.
1: Liked, it. I like Point Break.
0: I might Did they have to remake give, it. They remade it apparently, but yeah, I refuse to watch it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I watched. Oh. I watched trailer and went. Oh, this is garbage. And you're not even a trailer watcher. No. Uh, trailer trash. This
0: looks really good. It does. Uh, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is going to do a great job. <laughs> they've changed the premise a bit. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to be the same tone, uh, but I think we're going to have a lot of the same fun aspects of it.
1: There's going to be no I,
0: Sam Elliott. I was going to say is there's it? no I,
1: Wade Garrett. We they, don't know. They, no, there no, we is, don't know. if
0: there is, there it wasn't in the trailer. It wasn't. No, that's in the what trailer. I mean. I, we got three minutes of a two-hour film. So uh but the director, and I can't remember who he is. Fuck. Uh, who just did something big. God damn, uh, wait to do your homework, Brian.
1: this out. Wait to do your homework. Way to do that. just
0: building up to it. <laughs> I'm building the, no. Uh he they were he was talking about why it was not re- released theatrically. Um which Comes down to um Amazon fucked him. Really? Oh, Danielle <coughs> Melicore. Oh, I like her. Okay. Uh, Doug Lyman. Jesus Christ, Brian. Really? Uh, he did Edge of Tomorrow Swingers. Uh, forever ago, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's his, but those are what he's known for. Mm. Um, but Edge of Tomorrow was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. That's one with uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I thought that was Oh,
1: too- yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, But basically, he said that uh, he had signed on to do a picture for Warner Brothers. Um, Amazon bought out Warner Brothers. It was supposed to be a theatrical movie. Um, he's pissed that it's not a theatrical movie. And uh, Amazon is just using it to uh, sell coffee grinders. Hmm. It's just okay, we should we should not buy coffee grinders and protest them. I'm not buying. I one.
1: I refuse to. Yeah, I'm not buying one. In fact, I'm getting another curry. Just so. oh, just so I, I wait. Wait, fuck
0: them. I never have to. to <laughs> wait, <to> fuck them. <laughs> Great job, Keith. <laughs> fight, uh, fight the power, Keith. Fight, fight the, the man. power. Damn
1: the man. <laughs> I'm not even buying it on Amazon. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to go go into a store and buy it. That's how pissed I am. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah. Uh, but that was that was why it was not a theatrical release. It was originally supposed to be a theatrical release. Um, then we're on to uh, to deaths. It appears. (laughs) So this week.
1: Huh? Drink transition. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't come up with a with a great way to. Well, obviously. (laughs) Look at me today. I'm a mess. I just. That's who I am. Uh, First this week we lost Jose Delbo, comic book (laughs) artist. Uh, Why is that name not ringing a bell? Or for
1: both DC and Marvel. It doesn't ring his bell. It's each one of the what, the seventies Yeah, Teen Titans. Seventies uh, uh Latin American artists like uh Jose it, Garcia, Gar- Garcia Lopez. 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 Yeah. Okay. Or
0: Jose Luis
1: Garcia Lopez. Yeah.
0: I'll have to look him up. I whom yeah. I met. Very nice man. It was quick. Uh what a guy. Um but in ninety one worked uh, on Titans. Yeah, you? yeah, worked on Titans. Uh and then the other big one uh, was huge and uh we're mentioning him because of his wrestling career uh is Toby Keith. Yeah, no, you know what? The guy was a humanitarian. He did a lot for, you know, like veterans and stuff the like that. Troops. troops and, yeah, yeah, he he was uh he was big. He, he, had he all uh that bankrolled Taylor, Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift. Yeah. He started her. Yeah, he started he, her. His label was first label she went. Well, <laughs> Then he he owned 2.5% of her. Yeah, yeah. Then he probably is, ro- you know. Well, never had to write yeah. another song again. I was yeah. going to say, he, yeah. he probably lived well for the rest of his days. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was listening to a story from, uh, I can't remember who it was. But he was talking about um, spending the night at Toby Keith's place. And the next morning he got up and Toby Keith was like, hey, you want to go shoot a round of golf? On his golf course. Yeah. That he had in his backyard. Eighteen holes. So yeah. So they went out and played golf. It was great. Um yeah, he was doing alright. <laughs> he was doing all right. Uh you he was
1: in penny pitching. He had twenty top ten hits. Twenty number ones Number one, yeah. yeah. Twenty number ones. He had one at least one every year for over a decade. Yeah. Uh yeah, he was doing, doing alright? Yeah. You need that and there's Taylor some Toby Swifto. Keith song
0: that I, I really like. Red Solo Cup. How Do You Like Me Now? It's great. <laughs> uh, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Yes. He's just... Uh... Bye, Toby. Moment of silence. <laughs> Alright. So, for this edition of the World Famous, and I have the data to prove it... Thrill Geeks Top 3 list. In another Getting to Know the Geeks segment, we are talking music again. And in this case, we are talking with 15 minutes on the timer. Gentlemen, what are your top three favorite love songs? And this should be interesting. And go! Yes, honoring uh, Valentine's Day. Um, Is that what we're doing? Is that why we're doing this? Yeah. It's when this uh, this is going to come out on Valentine's Day. The day before Valentine's Day, yeah, technically. See? It comes yeah. out on Tuesday nights, but it'll be yeah. available for Valentine's Day. Yeah. In other parts of the
1: world, it be Valentine's Day.
0: Uh. So anyway, my first one, I'm going to Lance.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Uh. And two songs that, I, you know, one, you're going to know. Uh, the other one, you may not. And that may be interesting. Both are produced by the same man. The okay. So there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a connection oh, wow. there. Yeah, there is. Uh, Jim Steinman, for those of you who know. No. You don't know Jim Steinman? I know the name. Well, no, I was I was trying to play off the... for those of you who know, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say "Fired" by Def Leppard, um, Vermont Lange? Yep. Okay. Uh, and because of the style of music, you'll, you'll pick it out. The first one is "Meatloaf" for crying out loud, okay. off the "Bad Out of Hell" album, yep. um, and then the second is uh, "Air Supply" making love out of nothing at all. Making love da, da, out of nothing at all. Making love.
1: Oh, see, I would want two out of three. Ain't bad. Uh you know what? I <clears throat> I thought about it. uh but for crying it's out Sanders loud! A song. Oh yeah, for crying out loud! is a more more wow. more love song. But yeah, but you, you like... see
0: that? He also did Bonnie Tyler. Um, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: He'd... Yeah, and that Def Leppard would have never. So come I out. I knew you'd do. Meatloaf, as soon as you said that, I yeah. wrote two out of three. Just <laughs> a prediction. But crying out loud. It's for crying out loud. I know neither one of those songs.
0: So. oh, Interesting. Wow. Better than hell you don't listen to it. Worst. No, I'm not going to start. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. start. Okay. Music is a matter of opinion. Making love I, have of a, I have an opinion all? on Meatloaf. Making Love out of nothing at all. Making Love.
1: Um, I'm going to go, uh, my number three is, uh, a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding. Oh. Oh, from, uh, Pretty Pink. Yeah. The one that, the one that duckies. <laughs> he, st- he only, he only knows it when John Cryer yeah. says it. Yeah, <laughs> <That> Otis guy. <laughs> but John Cryer. No, I, I, I know, I know no. the song because they Otis put it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fun. I, I know it from before that, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool.
0: That, I didn't know it from before that. That didn't make it okay, that is into what that, that movie introduced yeah. that song to me, and it, you're right, it is a great song. Yes.
1: Yes, very much so. All
0: right, well, um, in case you couldn't tell, I'm not really a love song kind lover. of guy. He's
1: not a lover. He's a leaver.
0: <laughs> so, uh... I'm, uh... Well, I'm not a fighter, nor am I a lover, but anyways, uh, I interpreted this as songs with love in the title. Oh! Fun! Uh, except, with the exception of my number one, which is legitimately the one of the greatest love songs I've ever written. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the perennial Partridge family classic, I Think I Love You. Done in two episodes. Um, they're only They're only hits I They might have had a second single But I, this was a hit single Yes um,
1: No Love Will Keep Us Together by uh,
0: I think I love you Then what am I so afraid of I'm afraid that I'm not sure of A love there is no gift for Bum bum, bum. Yeah uh, That was my favorite Partridge Family song And they would never play the episode And it's in two I know and you never hear it, but, uh, yeah. No uh,
1: worries, me to say. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't get your way. <laughs> uh, number two for me. Uh, could be number one on a lot of people's lists. Better not be mine. I'll stab you with this pen. In the name of love. Uh, <laughs> I will stab you with this pen. In, In the name
0: of, name of love. Pen. Uh, it is uh, The Righteous Brothers, Unchained Melody.
1: You fucker! <laughs> uh, literally my number one. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> number one. It is number one on many people's <laughs> lists. It's a number two for me. Do I have to sit with a pen? I did say it.
0: I'm, no, I'm on the other side of the table. You guys can fight <laughs> of uh, it out. Um, it's such a beautiful song. Oh, Jesus, Lord. It is... Uh, you no, know, it... And and artfully used in film, like it's like shooting. Fi- I mean, it's like literally, like it. Your heart rends when you hear that song. Yes. If you are, if it's named Unchained Melody, because it is for the movie Unchained. Yes, that was what it was written for. Uh, because. Cri- un- the, the word unchained never appears in the song and I never understood but yeah I mean for many years and isn't that correct me if I'm wrong isn't it in like fucking Top Gun or something like oh no you know, uh, that's uh, their, their other one which yeah. is um, you've lost yeah. that love feeling um, but, but it's in another they, they, they judiciously move that use that in another oh, movie and it's, it's fucking unbelievable yeah it's uh, yeah it's one of those ones that just makes you swell not in that way yeah not like a boner. Okay, hey,
1: thanks. For, thanks for clearing that up. Thanks for putting I,
0: that in perspective, <laughs> Brian. Then,
1: then it's obviously not your number one. <laughs> so, what is your number one Wonder Woman theme? No.
0: Ooh. God, I. That goes all the way back to the first episode, the Wonder Woman. <laughs> it theme. does. Four years. Wow, it's, and that, that is beautiful. that is a behind the scenes that, that never is ever beautiful. I mean, <laughs> Never ever be revealed ever in the history of this podcast. Keith, what is your number two?
1: Well, my number two uh is well I can I can undo the Lance. It was gonna be a Lance, but uh cause someone stole my number one. Okay, so <laughs> number two my number one, whatever we want to call it. Uh I'm gonna go uh Sir John, your song. Oh, that is so it's nice. funny this feeling inside. Yes. Uh, I love that song. Oh. sat on the roof kicked, kicked, off. kicked off the moss well a few <laughs> the verses they've got me quite cross quite cross but, <laughs> I love that song the song's been quite nice oh, what a simple little love song
0: yeah no it's beautiful
1: That's you big great. softy Keith I am it is. unless wow. Unchained Metal comes out then. <laughs>
0: Sorry, uh, have to get some. And I was debating on Lansing this, but I like this one better. Uh, Got to get some 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 soul or some funk or something like that. And you cannot argue with the fantastic Barry White. Oh, and can't get enough of your love, babe. Uh, how many children have been conceived to Barry White? Uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not from Barry White. Well,
1: yeah. (laughs) association with Barry White. Yes, all of them. In fact, I think that's where Boba Fett came from.
0: (laughs) I never thought in my day I would get a Boba Fett slash Barry White reference. No.
1: No. Well, that's why you tune in. That's right. That is why he is the evil
0: genius. Wow. You are the evil genius, Keith. No, I'm not. Yes. Uh number one for me, uh written by the delightful Jules Shear, is what I think is perhaps the lyrically uh the greatest modern love song. Okay. Truly. Um and one of probably my top five songs, but uh certainly my number one love song, and that is All Through the Night by the wonderful Cindy Lauper. Who probably has my number one favorite song. But uh, I have, time long. after time. It's not my number one. Okay. No. Uh no. Uh, I'm gonna be strong. But that it lyrically, I, I just think that that so captures
1: my thoughts on no, that. No, it's, it's a great song. Yes, yes. Uh, it's not as good as good enough from Goonies. But you know what?
0: I was I struggled with uh, all through the night, which lyrically is beautiful, uh, and animal fuck like a beast from Wasp.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, of course, that that was I of I I, I, talked, I almost lanced it, and I thought, no, you know if you play I mean, those
1: at the same time, it's. it's, it's yeah, those,
0: those are right next to each other on your playlist, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Just like War Ensemble by Slayer and um, We Got the Beat by the go Go's. is yes. on mine. Yes, Uh And uh, Finally Got Out of P.E. by uh, the beautiful Brie Larson. You'll have to check that one out because that would probably <laughs> perfectly match uh, any yeah, kind yeah. of man that you have. yeah. yeah.
1: Oh God. Uh my number one always makes me think of my darling wife. Uh, it's her ringtone on my phone. It's been performed performed by two people. Uh, one of them is that uh, who's that uh the, the big Ronald the Country guy and something and done. No, Garth Brooks did it. Uh Brooks and done. Yeah, Garth Brooks did this song, but it was Billy Joel who wrote it <gasps> first. Yes. First- I Which is shameless. It, 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 it didn't make number one with, for Billy, who wrote and performed it. But no. Garth did really well with uh, it. And I know why it didn't do well with Billy, because uh, I've listened to that yeah. version. Yeah. Uh, but the Garth Brooks version. Oh, yeah. It, it, uh, his timbre is more oh. appropriate to it, and there's more motion in when yeah. he sings it. Yeah. Oh, God, that one. Yeah, that hits you in the heart right now. Yeah. So, he's never heard it. No, I've never heard it. Okay. I'm not a love song
0: guy. Though uh Billy Joe has a new song out, which yes, is does. interesting. I haven't heard it yet, but not good. Alright. Okay. I, I will go against the grain on the rest of my picks and and I do I am not the heartless bastard that everybody thinks I am. Uh when you say that, that the, the a love song gives you these stirrings of romance or love or whatever you want to call it. I
1: actually think. Do it to me one more time. Lyrically
0: and um, musically, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys oh, is the okay. greatest love song. Like, when Brian Wilson is singing that, he is singing about somebody he truly loves, I think. Yes. And the harmonies just it the harmonies just back that up. And it's like, literally, the music of the Spears. Like, I think this is what angels sing. This is what angels singing sounds like. Because I think it's one of the... it's. One of the greatest songs that brings across the sentiment of love, with with just everything about it, I just it's amazing.
1: Wow, I would never thought I'd see that side of you, but I agree. Oh, my
0: backups are quite the opposite. So, (laughs) I was trying to think of what what uh, what Judas Priest song has going against the grain. I could hear it in my head.
1: Going against the grain.
0: Uh, rock hard uh, rock hard ride free ride free um beautiful choice yeah. Off the of pet sounds correct yes uh which of course I cannot remember you can correct me it either inspired No uh, it inspired Sergeant poppers yeah like the the Beatles heard this and said we have to up our game yes yes uh and that was pretty cool yeah I heard it done all they right. Had some love songs too, I think. We have two minutes left for <clears throat> wow. The we have two minutes. We do.
1: So, what are you gonna do? <clears throat> when, when, when you, you know
0: people? what? Uh, yeah, and I and I thought about it. It's not so much a love song, uh, as much as a uh,
1: oh. What do you have? You finish your what no. Are you go saying? ahead. He doesn't. You he's bluffing. He's he's stalling. I believe that. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Oh. Yeah okay, from mm. Armageddon. Uh
0: huh. Armageddon it. Bad Aerosmith. Oh, drug drug for Aerosmith is not good Aerosmith, but that's. A, uh, that's I was going to say you've different. lost that love and feeling, not so much a love song that you would think, but it's it's a cry for love. It's wistfulness. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's yeah,
1: and we've all been there. Um, I would also, uh, go. I would go with the two out of three ain't bad from
0: Meat Loaf. Again, that's an it goes into the um, you've lost that love and feeling kind yeah, of yeah, vein. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that uh, that just there's only one girl that I will ever love. Uh, uh, gotta get some funk in there. Uh, love roller coaster by the Ohio Players, covered by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for the Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh, but it's a it's a great one. <laughs> And then one of my favorites from college, from the English new wave bang band Sig Sig Sputnik, Love Missile F One Eleven. Okay, didn't I did not have that. Much. I did not. Uh, that that was one. Uh, you know what? Uh, Roxette's. It must have been Love.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just when when he said the, the again. Uh, how do I live without you? Oh. Um. Uh. What was it Leanne Rimes from... How uh,
0: do I From you?
1: Con Air? Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, and I'm, I gotta throw in maybe the, the greatest of all. Uh, love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar, Give me some lovin' from... Oh! Originally the special Davis group. That was our top three! <laughs> Favorite love songs. us how what yours are!
1: You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest man in the land. How's the hammer?
0: Pictures. All right, so we were uh cast Drift without a series. We decided to watch the throwback that is Hammer House of Horror from 1980. And I'm beginning to question our judgment. Uh The latest episode we have watched is episode 12, which is entitled The Two Faces of Evil. Woo-hoo! Setting off on a holiday, a family give a lift to a sinister hitchhiker. After the car crashes, one man is dead and one man is injured. But which one? <laughs>
1: dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, no red vines.
0: No red vines. It's the energy drink. It is. It is the energy drink. My, My energy too. tonic.
1: It's herbal, so it's soaking in even quicker. That and coffee. So, this mixture. Yeah, banging them. I just pour <laughs> it in there and shake it up.
0: So yeah, you've got a uh, uh, a family picks up a hitchhiker in the pouring rain. The guy uh, attacks the husband. He's got a long fingernail, oh, a cocaine on, nail. Yeah, he's got a cocaine nail on his ring finger on his right hand. The car crashes and uh there's some confusion and it, it that's why this one was going to She goes to identify the body, doesn't realize it's her husband. And then the guy who attacked the husband is who they think is the husband and they bring him home with them on their holiday.
1: It was his long lost twin, didn't you get?
0: No. And then they the, the, there's one second where a doctor says, "Haven't you ever heard of a doppelganger?" And he goes, "You know, it's it's the it's your evil twin." But dimension. you but you shouldn't believe that, darling, because that stuff doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking stupid. This one fucking bugged the shit out of <clears> me, dude. And then the fucking kids one, fuck that.
1: Well, she was one too. There was a whole nother yeah there was uh, a it was it was yeah what
0: get out it would not get out uh what was the uh oh yeah uh th- th- there's just re- there was a recent uh, yes. Jordan Peele recently did a movie exactly like this Yes The Underground Dwellers or some shit or something I didn't see it no, They it really live was.
1: underground I know oh. I remember that I didn't see it uh yeah I saw Get out those totally different but.
0: This was not get out. No, I forget. It's a Jordan Peele movie. I forget
1: the that. name that's why I love really, it. Really, it was good. Okay. It was uh it was interesting. So good you can't remember the name. Underground I, uh, Game Guys. Patty watched it. So oh, okay. and she liked it a lot. Uh, anyway. But, I saw yeah, parts of it. It's better talk about that than actually the thing we watched because uh, yeah, it was <sighs> it was bad. Here's what I'm gonna say. Okay, here we go I was disappointed
0: this is flowing here I thought the nurse was gonna have something to do with it. I thought the nurse was kind of sinister they made her kind of sinister and she turns out to just be a nurse, so talk amongst yourself.
1: Okay. Now, how did you turn yeah, Okay, so how are you turning this pile out of, of here crap into a golden? I am
0: a going to do that.
1: little i am not
0: going to do that little bit of Two Faces of Evil was a bad title because the husband was not evil.
1: Okay. Well, you okay. was stupid for picking up a hitchhiker, but not evil.
0: Well, but in the 70s, that's what you did. Did you? You did. Okay. You did do that. You pick up somebody who's like a textbook, like, monster. Like, like. isn't there well, literally, like, the, isn't there, like, the Fisherman in some series yeah. of horrors? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know what you did last summer. Okay. Uh yeah.
1: In England, though, that would have been normal. To wear the wear that was the stylish way. That was uh, that would the be style normal. at the time. Yeah, huh? yeah. Yeah. If you were by the coast, you would expect to pick somebody up in a slicker. He's wearing a slicker. What does rain good do to him? He's prepared for rain. Uh, what. uh... And then.
0: <laughs> what? I did like. Uh, She'll
1: be wearing silk webcam. I'd when never she heard comes. that before.
0: That must That's have been. That's how name. I like him. <laughs> That must have been an English thing. And it is. thank you for making yeah. that dirty. Um, <laughs> I do that for Well, oh, that's about uh,
1: First time on the show? <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the three old geeks, Lance. Um, it's been like four years now, hasn't it? The, the I problem... I i get my snark out of an the way. I, I get
0: my snark out of the way. Is
1: it right around our anniversary Actually, I this? think
0: I think we are past our four-year oh. anniversary of <sighs> the official first date of recording. I think it's... I, if I'm not mistaken, it's February 9th.
1: So this would be just past it. So this would be like our four-year
0: anniversary show. Yeah. Wow. This is going to be
1: great. So go back and listen to the first show. See if we've gotten any better. Yeah, we no. have
0: uh, No, what I was going to say is, uh, <laughs> first of all, it bothered me that it was filmed in a house. And that they did their best to try to make it not look like a house. But it looked like a house. What, the hospital you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do it, uh, it bothered me. Like you have the morgue, yeah. with one body, yeah, and one table <laughs> and, and one no table. drawers, and yeah, yeah,
1: and then every time she says something, they oh run no, no. Over actually, to the, um, you got the room where all stuff
0: is too. No, actually, um, in rural parts of uh, England, the uh, to this day, I think that this might be the case. Um, the uh, the local mortuary does the oh, so that I think that was supposed to be like a mortuary, like of the mortuary. No, because it was part of the hospital. It was part of the hospital they she took was her down in down
1: there, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> uh
0: I don't know how they uh, how they fucked up his teeth cuz that was the I think that might have been au natural. Yeah,
1: and then they put some good teeth over.
0: It, it could have been uh yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because he's been in other things and he didn't play a monster. He didn't. Yeah, no. that's true. They probably good good orthodontia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh But they had to fuck up his teeth in the mortuary. So it was all part of this grand conspiracy to get her. She must have been the most important person on this dimension. For the doppelganger tribe or whatever? Yeah, So obviously they crossed into doppelganger land, Mm. which I think is some parts of rural England. If you're not careful, you will cross into doppelganger land. Step into a mushroom circle and... Yeah, you know. but they, the locals know it. Right. So, they'll tell you, don't take Route 12.
1: Don't cross the Moors. Don't take Route 12. Don't cross the Moors. Don't, don't, don't cross the Moors, the Moors the at the night. Moors. Don't
0: go out on the Moors at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, there's a film that came out a few years ago, <clears throat> maybe a decade now, called The Babadook. Which okay. is considered to be one of the great horror films. Yeah, great modern horror classic. Modern type, horror yeah. film, yeah. Uh, I saw it. Fucking annoyed me. Fucking annoyed. Did me. you mention something that the kid in it, or just like you were waiting for the I kid to get want, killed? I wanted him to die. I wanted him to fucking die, and mom was just an annoying. That. That. F- careful. Dick. Boop. But the English use that. Them. Not in the same context as the Americans do And we don't have enough English listeners for you to justify that So I'll put a little a little beeper in there Oh, thank you uh, She's a bitch She's a whiny bitch And the kid's a whiny little bitch. bitch And it's annoying And it's supposed to be this great film And that's all I thought about through this whole thing <laughs> She annoyed the fuck out of me Oh, yeah Uh he annoyed the fuck out of me. Yeah, and that she was she was as annoying as the gal with the uh, where they were trying to scare her to death or whatever. Like, like the they the, whatever was directing this series or producing the series did not have a good grasp of what a hysterical what, like yes overly hysterical woman would be like, and and it, it was very annoying.
1: She yeah, oh it. yeah,
0: like that one girl in the in, in the, the last one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> English women are annoying. <laughs> If that's what they're like, they can't get hysterical. It's Actually, improper. she was supposed to be an American in the it's last improper. one. This one had the bones of being good.
1: Didn't I think really, that that's didn't really
0: I, it. Did it did and uh, and I think that that's like you said it it the Jordan Peele film. Uh, you could have you could have uh, said this was based off of it. Uh, the idea, the German of an idea, and I'm sure that Jordan Peele has never seen this, but. Um, yeah, I thought it had the bones of being good. Us, us, and that—that's a bigger problem, is that when you see uh, a great idea poorly executed. Well, that, okay, so I couldn't like like when they first showed her go to identify the body, I was like, "Well, your husband's dead," and then it was, and I was like, and then I was kind of like, "What? What the fuck is going on right now?" And then they did the whole, oh, well, we couldn't find, you know, one of the things was his right hand was amputated. So we could, and yeah. you know, it was like, it's like, what? Uh... She had, he had a long nail. He had a long nail on his finger. Oh, the right hand has been amputated. Oh, damn. Then it can't be the doppelganger. And then she was remembering things as it, as it went. Yes. And, and boy, they got their money out of wrecking that car. Because uh, gonna... they showed that about a fucking Two dozen times from different angles. The worst in uh, slow moving crash I have ever seen. It was devastating. Um, what I want to know is uh, why did she send Johnny Gobstopper to the farm to uh, all the way to the farm to get help versus uh, go run in and grab the keys on the table? Get him out of harm's way? Guys, the farm had a gun. She had his arm stuck, in the window. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Go grab the keys, little Johnny Gobstopper.
1: And we'll we'll (laughs) take off. At least call him
0: Charlie Gobstopper because that's (laughs) it was fucking Charlie from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory or his fucking older British clone. It really was very good In frighteningly short pants, which was the style at the time. Frighteningly short. short. Uh, the bandages on his head on his face, uh were they metallic? I, I actually thought they were like butterfly suit like something yes, like they a butterfly were. suture yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like but that. But they looked metallic. But they looked metallic, like yeah. they they had clamp clamp some maybe that's what they do in England. I don't know. Staple. old <laughs> <laughs> you know the the little things that on uh, the ace bandages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what they do with your skin. Then, they, yeah. You pull it and then they go <laughs> <laughs> Little hammer, pop, pop. Uh, yeah. And that threw, that that distracted me through the whole thing. Yeah, he had kind of a, uh, a Frankenstein's monster quality to him. Um, yes, or whatever. which I think was was what they were going yeah. for. Uh, yeah, and, he was a big kind of a big lanky guy. Yes, and uh, and of course that cop lady knew it because she clipped his nail. Oh, we have to be careful, don't we, Charwin? <laughs> We have to be careful. <laughs> there was nothing redeeming about this. There was no. Don't watch wow. it. Wow! It didn't make. Any I was sense waiting, at dude. All. I was waiting for the punchline, and you just hit yeah. us with. Ah, nah, it yeah, totally no. sucked. So. No <laughs> it, <laughs> it made no sense. It was. <laughs> this was. This was. There's a lot of bad in this, but again, uh, I thought that the idea behind it was fun. It was execution so poorly. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait for the high school play to be better. Ooh, that's good. That would be fun to turn these Hammer House of Horrors into high school musicals. <laughs> oh, thanks here comes for gi- Dracula! Thanks. <laughs> thanks for
1: giving it a I'm that. gonna bite your neck. No <laughs> now you're on
0: dead. On dead. on dead. on dead. All right. This, ah! To get this out of the way, this was the, the penultimate episode of this particular program. So that needed to be said, and uh, yeah, it kind of sucked. It's so, awful. Um,
1: hopefully,
0: Not the that. last one is better, and, and next next week we'll re- do a, a, an overall review of the series and uh, make up our minds if it was worth watching and spending fourteen hours of my life on this or whatever. What else were you gonna do? Not this. <laughs> All right, that was Hammer House Horror. <laughs> we took the bullet for you on this one. It's okay to skip it.
1: Yeah, Ooh. Yes.
0: Alright, for Sunday afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we watched 1980's Killer Constable, which has a ton of other names, Karate Exterminators, Lightning Kung Fu, Blood Brothers, or Karate Warrior. If you translate the actual Chinese title, it is the Beheader of 10,000 Persons. So, that's, this is a happy family film. I wasn't counting. I
1: don't think they got
0: 10, I don't think he, um, he got 10,000. It was directed by Chi Hung Kwai, who's a pretty famous director. He, he only did a couple of Kung Fu movies. Uh, and it stars uh, Chen Quanti and Ku Feng. And uh, so you have the theft of two million tales of the Empress Dowager's gold. And she sends her most capable constable uh, to hunt down the thieves. And uh, this is another gritty, fucking spaghetti western style. And kung fu is is, is kind of a catch all term here. It was a martial arts film because there was much more sword play in it and stuff like that. But he is hunting down these ki- these killers and bringing ba- or these thieves and bringing back their heads. And uh, you find out that it was actually an official who hired the heist team they only got 2000 tails of gold he took the rest and sent the constable out because he knew he was this deadly killer and he just const- he, he he was not a bring them back alive guy he was bring yeah. me their heads so he'd get rid of all the people on the, it was actually i thought the the twist was fucking
1: yeah this was a kind of cool heist it was like idea. a heist, heist
0: martial arts movie it was kind of cool back in the for back in the day ah there's a lot to unpack with this movie. Uh I can I couldn't decide whether or not this was the best Shaw Brothers kung fu movie I'd ever seen. Story-wise, I'm going to say yes. It was uh yeah, and it was it was story. cool. Um it made so many statements about uh criminals and, and class the law. yeah and uh the the uh Hans versus the Manchurians and how they were treated, Um, and and should criminals be killed? Should that just be a thing, or should they? Is there a reason why they're criminals, and maybe we should look at that? Yeah, Uh, which was just unbelievably heavy. Yeah, for well, uh, no, and there was even that the 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 heavier guy, his his man, the heavy guy who gets killed get killed with a needle or whatever. Yes,
1: who's who's, you know he's like. Wants him to retire went, Well Doesn't want to bring him he's like Then I retire Yeah
0: <laughs> uh, But he had a, a line like And they were talking about the Um the, uh, the the actual uh, constable, he was like, oh, don't think he's emotionless. He's got a... You know, he has feelings. You know, he's not just a, a yes, monster yeah. or whatever. But I don't think they really ever explain like, why he was like no, this or whatever. Just, it or was what... maybe dedicated to his duty. He was that's just it. that dedicated to his duty yeah, or whatever. Was, that was it. He's Judge Dredd. Yeah. That's uh, that's who he, he was. Yeah. That would be the equivalent that we could draw uh, as comic book people. He was Judge Dredd. Uh, you broke the law, you die. Yeah. That's it. Uh And, uh, and he said that in one of the, um, the lines that, um, being nice to a criminal only hurts you. And, uh, so for him, it was, if you break the law, you're outside of society.
1: You don't deserve. Yeah. You don't, you don't deserve to be given any, given any of the the society society by getting rid of the,
0: yeah. By getting rid of the ugly element. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's Cobra.
0: It was seeing really familiar Shaw Brothers people. (laughs) Uh, It was seeing Shaw Brothers people in just a whole new light because I was not uh, actors that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, yeah,
1: and a more campy. Yeah, I I,
0: well, and and here's the thing. So it starts off, and you've got the Empress Dowager with this banquet of 200 dishes. Yeah. And her her little major domo guy is, like, is the wacky you know oh he talks like this you yeah. know and, oh yes oh, uh, I, deserve I, deserve I deserve to die I deserve to exactly. die I deserve exactly he was the wacky guy oh, yeah. and of course you've got this 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 uh, portly you know like middle aged woman as the emperor's dowager or something like that and that's wacky as hell. It's like, oh, you know, you like you're saying, oh, I deserve to die a thousand deaths. Yeah, and he's talking exactly. He's got that same tone and stuff like that. And then it turns into this gritty spaghetti western. Because I'm expecting one thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. wow, he's he's taking his job pretty seriously. You're like, what the fuck? It was a completely different tone. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. filmed. If you would put a Shaw Brothers and this film and oh, put yes. them on at the same time Hold and watch them. This was a lot darker. With no sound. I mean, okay. was so much darker. And they were so, two- totally
1: and, and visually. Okay.
0: Yeah, thank you for bringing up the you. visually. There were two scenes that I was like, "This is kung fu noir, dude!" Like when the guys with the spears attacked the uh, the constable in like, and it was like a, a shed, farm, or something. like a shed yeah. or a farmhouse, yeah. or something, and it was like, it was like dark. Yes, and it was one of the most interestingly shot. Like they all the the weapons were all like highly polished, like chrome or whatever. Yeah, so you're seeing like these Blins. these guys in silhouette, yeah. like,
1: and then you, like they would put the light on the on the weapons. It was fucking breathtaking, yeah. man. But it, and also, I, I thought I thought it was probably not as well choreographed. Oh no, no, this is too. the if, if 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 the original stuff's dancing, this was dancing in the dark. It yes, was, it was really so you didn't see the flaws and, and you could see the way they were moving. So right to it, it.
0: throw in a fucking Springsteen reference on the week where his mom dies. This is wow. fucking beautiful. I am stunned by that. Well, no, and then the others, the other scene is where the constable faces off against the the head of the the heist gang or whatever and we will we should bring up that we have talked about another movie we couldn't figure out which yes. one it was it was literally the head of the heist gang had a blind daughter yes yes and the the constable stumbles in like oh hey I'm a friend of your father could you tell me where he is and they end up facing off against each other That was in another movie that we have watched.
1: Yeah, I thought, wait, they're using the same scenes. I actually almost called you to say
0: there's no way we've watched this film but have we watched yeah. this film no there was a, there was literally you a know dr- what I mean it, yeah it threw me enough <laughs> but, no and that that was exactly like I've seen this before
1: like it, it shot it was just shot at a different ending
0: <laughs> but um the face off between the constable and the the, the the blind girl's father the head of the 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 the, the, the criminals or whatever was in the sheeting rain. I mean yeah, it wasn't yeah, like a yes, drizzle yeah. like no. it was like there was, there turn was out the fire hose in, and, and it's pouring the
1: rain. In, in, uh, not even puddles. It was yeah. like it was like, like, yeah. like ankle deep it was, water.
0: Yeah. It and it was really I thought it was really interesting. It was I, I don't recall ever seeing one
1: like that. Um The invincible fist was the other one, I believe. Okay. Wow. Uh thank you for pulling that up. Um
0: this was just so beautifully shot and there were so many statements being made. Yeah. Uh well no, and then the director they had said he'd only done a couple of like martial arts movies yes, and he had yeah. done crime movies and, well, you, and you can, dramas uh, and stuff like that, which makes me want to like dig dig into this guy's filmography and go, yeah. okay, maybe I need to watch one of his crime movies or something because it strikes me as it might be kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds like it'd be good. Well, there was another one that he did and it's uh recent, uh, and then it's but it's a throwback. And so I wanted... It's not playing anywhere. Okay. We don't have it. So as soon as it comes up, we will get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one, this was... I could not decide if this was the best Shaw Brothers film I ever saw or the worst. I really it was, was it having was so a hard time. It was so different.
1: It, I, I thought it, it totally didn't have a lot of... Uh, ebbs and flows like like they usually do. Yeah, but they have serious fights, but they have humor in it too. It had none of that. Oh no, this was th- oh, like I said, no this humor was humor like a hard yeah, no, boiled like kung same. fu. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. in, in the end, it's like what the fuck. Yeah, they set you
0: up, like you <laughs> said in the beginning. You get that fun kind of or the funny caricature. Yeah, uh, and then it just
1: then ooh. it just yeah. like there
0: and they're, there's like the great scene where they're running down like the first guy that they want to question. And he's, there's a guy, he's on foot, he's running him down on a horse, you know, whacks him in the back with the flat of a sword. The guy runs the other way, grabs him by his cue, his ponytail, and whacks it off. And then throws it at him like, fuck you. You know, it was like, yeah. holy Christ, this was like... This well, was... And then,
1: brother, does he deserve to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I had a problem with it. It seemed like... I always got confused who was alive and who was dead of his seconds. Yeah. he'd have someone fighting with him, and then he'd get burned up or or killed. And then there's another guy there, and I'm like, where'd he come from? Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't follow the yeah. The only one you could, the only one you could really. They were all dressed the yeah, same. Yeah. The only
0: guy that really stood out was the heavier guy who was like yeah, supposed yeah. to be like the old deputy or yeah. whatever. And then you had like the one guy who like 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 the ring of fire around him. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, constable here. I'll get you out. And yeah. he like.
1: Uh, imo- lays down on the fire Lays down on the
0: fire says. So the constable Can yeah. jump over yeah. it It was like He emolulated himself yeah. Or whatever It was like
1: What the fuck
0: dude yeah. Yeah. It was gritty Uh, Yeah And then his death scene And then the old guy's Death scene yeah. And and everybody That he tried to say Don't come with me Yeah Yeah. And you got to see The emotion of the constable With
1: each one of these people Yeah His, his he, underlings yeah. dying and, and they're all and like his brother dying Go on I got this you know, He takes The What is it it was his brother that got the arrows? Yes. Yes. He got him in the front and he's like, go on, run, brother, run. And they all did
0: it out mm. of respect yeah. for this yeah. man.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the the scene where his brother gets killed. And then when he goes back, uh and then and then he was the will leave the blind girl.
1: Uh I, ah! yeah, the, yeah,
0: the, and then um <laughs> Well, no, and then it all ends up where he finds out it's this official who actually stole, and he yeah. can't let him live. He and it's because that's my that's it's my yes, duty to fight. Yeah. It was you, it doesn't matter who it was.
1: You broke the law. You broke the law.
0: Ah, uh, uh I I just saw it as as he had a way out, and he didn't take it. Yeah, and and that I don't know. I don't know that it. Did. He was so dishonored by that act. Yeah. Because uh, the sacrifice was made to give him another life. A life where he could have had, he could have, he could have not had to do that. Um, and then not only did he just, did, did he die, but he fucking killed the blind girl. Yeah. Because she's not going to make it. Yeah. 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 No one knows she's there. She's... Yeah. She lives out in the middle of yeah. fucking nowhere. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he killed her father yeah, he killed, killed her father, her father and, just, and yeah. promised that he would take care of yeah, her yeah it was such a dishonorable death uh at the end uh, i just thought it marred his legacy yeah. and and uh made me a little sick
1: yeah it was not happy ending
0: no and then the the final shot though how gorgeous yeah. you know what uh and and as you were talking about it and i was thinking um uh, Frank Miller had to watch this film. Oh, for City?
1: yeah. Holy shit! There was
0: some, yeah. The, the, like I said, this was like kung fu noir, man. There was yeah. it was not only dark in tone, it was dark in, like usually, like you were saying, dark in image. Yeah. Well, and and just the the heavy rain.
1: The heavy rain. He uses that all the time. images. There and he ran to one guy to death. You get fifty steps. Yeah. He's yeah. Running up and down the stairs, you know? and he keeps doing that, <laughs> and and you're like, I know what he's doing. Yeah. 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 The, the,
0: the assassin. <laughs> yeah, the other guy.
1: Know.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was the, the scorpion dart, and it was yeah, the yeah. 50 the fifty paces, and yeah, then you yeah. die. Yeah. yeah, and then he hits the old guy with it, and you're like, fuck, yeah. whose, whose wife had made him the new boots yeah. so that his yeah. feet would and stay there, warm. And, uh, and there was, like, great, like, the, the, oh, yeah, look, his wife made him, like, it was like the, you know, like, yeah. you're busting your co-worker's balls or something, like, yeah. oh, look, his wife made him new boots. Yes. Yes. That was fucking great, dude. Yeah. Uh, it was,
1: uh. And then him looking at the boots after that.
0: Oh, Two or three times yeah, he could yeah, put, yeah. when he took off his yeah. thing and put it on him. Yeah. I, yeah. There was a lot about this movie. I, this is is probably the best Shaw Brothers film I have ever seen.
1: Okay. It was done so well. Not the fighting. I, not think, the the, I think the story is the best. The story was... I, I don't know about... I, the action is
0: superfluous to the, yeah, the actual story. It yeah. was just a part of the... You yeah. know, You had to have... Uh, uh, in the time period, if you're going around killing people, it had to have some action yeah. type of thing. It was different in that you you're not going to have a fight scene, and then you have a reason. You know, yeah, build yeah. a story around yeah. what the fight scene. Yeah, is. this wasn't this. Unlike most kung fu movies, where you're you have the, the thinnest of stories getting you from it, this wasn't the Fred Astaire movie. This was <laughs> the Seattle Mac movie or the fucking you know Howard Hawks movie or something like that, where it's. It's uh, it's it it, the the story uh, is is enhanced by the action as opposed to the the action uh, the the story getting you from action scene to action scene or whatever. But it was more of a story than I think I've seen Shaw Brothers do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't. I mean, the the stories are kind of. Repetitive amongst their kung fu movies. I mean yeah. it's always the bad guy steals from something, or, the or kill the so, master kills or kills someone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You either have a tournament that they have yeah. to be at, yeah. or they have to get
0: revenge for something, yeah. or uh they're, they're yeah. fighting for honor. Yeah. Uh but this was a whole different one. And and I'm I'm also gonna say a lot of the other films we've seen that are not Shaw Brothers, this story was was captivating. The twist at the end, yeah. I knew. That's. Uh, I knew that they was coming. That they were going to use his reputation against him, and I did not. I couldn't figure out how. Well, no, yeah. just the idea of, of the killer cop going around and whacking the 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 members of the heist mob or whatever. Yeah. That is fucking. That's great, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because he knew he would leave no one to talk. Yep. And uh, and it was this uh, official who yeah. the guy we, could not.
1: Yeah. He set it all in place so he'd be asked to hire to yeah. get this guy, the constable, to go after him.
0: Yeah, you have ten days. Well, there's only one man we can get. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just, and, but I thought that you know when they, when the guy says in the thing, they only expect one <clears throat> body in here, yours.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, this was obviously not not enough kung fu to rate it on the uh, the deadly venom scale, but as a movie, I mean five. Really? You like
1: to.
0: I, it, it, this had an impact in me. Okay. Yeah, this had right. an impact.
1: Um, I'll go four and a half. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's just the actual sword play wasn't yeah, quite I, up to what I'm used to seeing from them. The story was. I mean, we we're going story alone, it's five.
0: Yeah, I was going to say.
1: You know what? I was going to go. But f- I got
0: to tag it half a point for. You know what? I'm gonna go with you, Keith. I I was going and expecting a kung fu movie. I got a I got a gritty crime drama, spaghetti western, film noir, which yeah checks all cool my boxes. Fun, yeah. it just if there was better kung fu in this, this would be one of the greats. Yeah, but uh, that was a killer constable. If uh, short on short on, long on story, short on action. If you're into those kind of movies, check it out. All right. I don't know what I'm I'm doing right. I'm living right here and. Brian's, uh, set me up for, uh, just stuff that I have never seen before. We're talking heist films, and we're talking 1960s. This is not the month, don't confuse us with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, this is simply a League of Gentlemen.
1: This is the Extraordinary League of Gentlemen. The movie's Extraordinary.
0: Indeed, it is. And it is directed by the most British man I have, British name I have ever heard of, Basil Dearden. Uh, with a screenplay by Brian Forbes, based on a novel, The League of Gentlemen from uh, 1958 by John Boland, and starring Jack Hawkins, Nigel Patrick, Roger Livesey, Brian Forbes, and Sir Richard Attenborough. He wasn't Sir so right at the time. At the time, he was not. He was a baby. He was like 20 years old, apparently. And yes, you have a, uh, a a a um, a colonel in Her Majesty's Army that is put to pasture. He has been made redundant, and holds such a grudge that he uh, tracks down the finest World War Two veterans. He puts together a heist team: a radio man, an explosive expert, some good soldiers, out of uh, out of a bunch of World War Two veterans. That are all have like uh, criminal records, so he knows that they're kind of dishonest, and they plan to and they based and, and influ, influenced by an American crime novel, and they they have a great line like, "Oh, they do this in America all the time." I, England would not be prepared for this. Uh, they rob a bank, uh in broad daylight in broad daylight, with British precision, with military British military precision. Yeah,
1: that's different.
0: And uh, this was just fucking... Brian, this one was smashing. (laughs) This was fucking great, dude. Uh, It was surprising, I will tell you. The dialogue in this... The dialogue in this was amazing. Yes! (laughs) It was so much fun. I mean, you and I are are Anglophiles. I mean, we like our British stuff, and it was like all this old like and, and i got to think that the slang was 100% accurate um you know right. like oh, righto oh, darling and and yeah. the calling everybody darling yeah. yeah uh i love that um <laughs>
1: <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yes weird come out at the same time
0: <laughs> yes um well, remember rule two, old darling. Never get ahead of the mob. They're liable to shoot, shoot you, in you in the arse. <laughs> the... Oh! oh. The, what? The wife line? Yes! Fucking one of the best lines I've ever seen. oh um, And that was a portrait of Deborah Kerr. Yeah, from another movie yes. or whatever. But yes, yeah, so, yeah. so the, the, the commander is walking in his manor house, is walking up the stairs, his second command, sees the portrait on the on the wall. Oh, is that your wife, sir? Yes. Is she still alive? No though, bitch is still going. Yes. What a great fucking yes, line. I regret <laughs> to say the bitch is still growing going strong. Oh um, That
1: was fucking great. But yes, so you have uh I didn't cheat wives well in this. Well, no, the Yeah, I mean, the other the, one that was like Sleeping with everybody.
0: Yeah, they they only they they kind of touched on everybody's backstory, which was a really yeah. interesting. Very quickly, um, they did it well. There was yes. a young yes. the young guy who drove the BSA motorcycle, fucking great motorcycle. Um, was a piano player who basically was a uh, uh, had sugar mamas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm just gonna say because he was the writer. That was Brian Forbes. Yes, and he was married. Yeah, he was the writer. The, so he did. He pulled the Shane Black and
1: and. In uh, Predator. Yeah. yeah. Nice. After this show, after this movie, he married the... No, no. He had been married to her oh. for five years. They got married in 55. No, he was married to someone else and they married the girl in the bathtub. No, after that. that. Yeah. No, no. They were married in 55, dude. I know what I read. No. Let me see.
0: I'm going to go right here. Uh, spouse, Brian Forbes. August 27th, 1955 to May 8th,
1: 2013.
0: His okay. death. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So I thought it was funny to have a sixty-three-year marriage, but uh, be a womanizer in, uh... <laughs> and and he was so uh, English. Oh, this this was that was the thing. This was also you got every corner. like so you got the upper crust England because the major was like you could tell he was like from money or something like that, and they and he was he was a a, a gambler and he and and uh, had lost all of his money and stuff like he was staying at the YMCA. Uh, there were a couple of really interesting so this is done in 1960 yeah so they have the uh priest the chaplain yeah padre the padre um who is arrested for indecent acts which is homosexuality yeah at that point in time that's what it would have been yeah uh and so that they mention it one in 1960 England
1: and uh, the other guy too. and
0: then Oliver Reed in a, a uncredited uh credited cameo as the, oh, as the two the two guys who were when they're they're, right. uh, they're practicing, they're, yes. they're planning in the, in and the and today uh, that just gets the people who review are just oh my god that was so unfunny and that was just horrible and, it and was th- homophobic. Had, I, I had read something that that was one of the first times that they had ever portrayed that type of a thing in yes. film before. Yes, it was. Uh, he went on to do another movie that did more with that. Yeah, but uh, at that time, to have those uh caricatures yeah yeah or 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 even even references yeah it was not that long if it was not still illegal uh it had not been that long that the the chaplain guy would have been put in prison yeah for that so it must have been after yeah because if you watch um the turing movie with um benedict cumberbatch yeah which the code breaker the the test the the whatever the the, yeah because he would have been put in prison yeah uh, at that point, and that's the 40s. So not that long. Uh, so how groundbreaking was that? Everybody, and, and then you had the uh, the demolitions expert who was drunk on the job when the bomb squad went in. And that one was, I was like, wow, that's oh, that's Jesus. pretty gritty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've got a bunch of, of professional soldiers who are all ne'er-do-wells. And uh, the uh, colonel whips them back into shape. They have, and I'm I'm starting to discover. There's always it seems like, in a lot of these. There's like the pre heist. There's the heist. To, yes, to, it's yeah. almost like the uh, the first fight scene in a kung fu movie where they we're setting this up to show you how good we are. So they have to go get their their guns and their explosives from a British army base. Yes, yeah. and it's it's a great bit of of of. Uh, of uh, bunko, if you will. So you have three yeah. of the guys portraying, like, you know, like a brigadier general and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, somebody's complained about the food and whatnot. Yeah. And then you have the technical guys going around and essentially them. going in the back door, yeah. cutting the, the, the phones cut. and and yeah. stealing the guns. Yeah. And it's just it's a neat bit of it's a neat bit of heist uh, magic. Uh, borrowing the ladder. Yeah. From the do you have a yeah. ladder. Well, yeah. Didn't you bring one? Yeah. Yeah. It's a half mile away give yeah, me a ladder we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and basically there's a great bit of well the the british will give the benefit of the doubt to the germans the japanese the, the russians the, the russians the egyptians they will not give a benefit of the doubt to the irish Yeah, so they Never. all go around with yeah, irish yeah. accents, and they of course blame the theft of the guns on the ira yes um and uh and it's it's great because uh the night before the heist, and and I and, and they even make reference to it. It was like it's the, the even in warfare, the waiting is the worst bit, and all of them can't sleep. Yeah, and it's just it's a great bit. And then of course Richard Attenborough, who's the Lexi, horny, yeah, the Lexi, the horny motherfuckers. He's he broke curfew and he's out with the dame. Yeah, and I love the line. It was worth the full $500. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah because the colonel is How is, much
1: was it worth? Yeah. The full 500.
0: Uh the colonel has imply uh, implied, uh is a has uh enacted uh fines for breach of conduct or whatever. and There's a $100 fine for a minor one and a $500 fine for a major one. And it was she was worth all oh, 500. Yes. <laughs> the full 500. Uh that made me laugh. Um this was just a brilliant little film. All right. Well, and the original script they got away with it and again there was no right. Hayes code in England so i wonder if no, they No they said uh in order for it to get released in america oh yeah i was going to yeah. say the code the, the guys had to get caught they had to get caught but, which was a the, the ending gets criticized
1: i actually liked the thought, i like the thought of how they got caught i thought Thank that was you. genius yes. i thought that was that that overlooked every i mean they had everything planned out except for this one little thing yes and and yeah, it just was so cool that it was like these couple little things that gotten caught. Yeah. yeah. It was your own car. And I love the fact And how that, they twisted that in. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, who's the second Forbes <laughs> was willing uh, willing to get caught with him and he's like, no, go, go. This is my... Uh, yeah. I know, yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I like Forbes because
0: like when they, they, they're the first two guys that kind of meet up after he brings them all yeah. together and he's like, well, you need a second to command somebody to watch your back. He's like, you can do that, but I'm not going to pay you any extra to do that. He goes, eh, well, what the hell? I need something to do anyways.
1: I liked even scenes where, like, I'll do di- I'm going to do dishes because it, you know.
0: It's, yeah, they have a, it's, the, yeah. The, the
1: the duty roster yeah, yeah. or whatever. Oh, showing Attenborough with the potatoes. Yeah. I was laughing. Um,
0: yeah, this was, uh, this was really a, a
1: well put together yeah.
0: film. Like yeah. you said, how they did the backstories in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. With everybody, and you knew what their life yeah, was like. Just as they were getting their
1: envelopes, yeah, yeah. And
0: this is this kind of goes against the the typical where it's two thirds of the movie is the setup for the heist and the training and 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 and, and the the pre heist, if you will. The heist itself is like ten minutes, and it's it's a it's a smash and grab. You know, they yeah. go in there with guns and yes. stuff like that. It's I had my problems. There was a couple of like really like like. I didn't get why they had to have the motorcycle, the Mini Cooper, and the big truck. Yes. I mean, I got to the big truck; they were they're hauling out their some of their equipment and stuff like that. But then they they put the Mini Cooper in the truck, and I was like, why? Why are you doing? No, this? that made sense to me because you'd be looking for the Mini Cooper, and you're driving the van, the moving van, right out. Yeah. Well, that and then of course how they got like so they they set up these smoke bombs to blind everybody yes. or whatever. And That was kind of like. Don't you leave the gas mask on until you get out of the smoke? Well, that would be except that anybody who they ran into then would, would know, know who, who they were. They yeah. So if you if
1: you don't yeah, do that, follow them or watch them or yeah. just stop them. Yeah. And-
0: yeah. And I thought that, you know, what I was watching that scene going, being blue collar guy, nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah. You would yeah. not walk him with the it's that whole thing. You would not pay any attention to that at all. Oh, you mean like when the guys were working in like the mantle covers and yes. stuff like that? Yeah. No, I thought, I th- I thought that it wasn't the best heist. I mean, it's it, this is not a design heist. This is a smash and grab. Yeah. It was fine. It, it served the purposes of the story. And I think it was very, and I got to, and the one thing I got to comment on is, is the fucking, sc- like this. one of the things that caught me about this is the score was very militaristic. It, it was, yeah. it literally uh, felt like a yeah. World War II, like Guns of Navarone or something yeah. like that. I really drove it, the story. The, the heist itself was not, it was not a design heist. It was a smash and grab. It was very, you know, we'll blind them, we'll go in them with guns. You know, we have they, we'll, they, they, were, them. they were all military.
1: They weren't like, you know, uh, thieves. So, uh, well, and, you know. and it was they were obvious. Con artists and everything else. Yeah. It was,
0: uh, it was meant to be done in, in two minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the way they get caught is so unique. It's and it's it's a it's a it was apparently a thing back in this time or whatever. But it was still almost a because the, the these guys, this cast was so brilliant, the heist was done so well that it was almost like a hard luck ending like Oceans Eleven or yeah, something yeah, like that. I mean, where it was just I, like the one stupid, stupid thing well, that we weren't paying much. attention yeah, to. Yeah. This came out twelve days after. After Oceans Eleven. Yeah. Okay, that's that, that, when I get my when I open my repertory theater I'm gonna do a fucking double, double feature a awesome. this. Yeah. yeah 12 days after um so how fun that the, the two different tones for two great movies uh and then there I'm, was there were little things like when they were walking into the bank and it was the guys were sitting if you watch the guys sitting looked up at them they never looked at the guys just like anybody would have yeah, yeah. I mean any nobody would see the guys working in the manhole it, the only way you could have made them more invisible is if you'd have put high visibility vests on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think they did that in uh, in uh, Wrath of Man. I think the the high squad that uh, in the the first high squad where uh, Statham's kid gets killed or something, putting them in the construction constru- like yeah, yeah. nobody me- sees them immediately. Oh, these are just workmen. Nobody sees yeah, them. Yeah. They're invisible. Um, and then you have the great, uh, the the blow-off, they're all having their champagne, and they have their suitcases full of money, and the neighbor comes by. He's he's the epitome of upper-crush British pomposity. Yes. Yes. He is just, he is like every character, like, oh, what, hey, then, yeah. you know, just, and and, and, and the house guest that you can't get rid no, of. No, no. You know what, it's funny. And, there were, and the funny thing about this is the fact that he was overseeing his welcome, made, added to the tension of the cops being outside to me. Yeah. It it really it was like yeah. getting my it was giving me anxiety, like what is it you know, like get rid of this guy, you know, get out of there, you know. I, I wasn't sure if he was part of it. Yeah. And he if, kept if answering you, the fucking phone. Yeah, yeah. Which just made me laugh. And it, giving him shit about not answering the Yeah. Because yeah. my feeling is all the phone does is tell me somebody wants to talk yeah. to me. Doesn't mean I gotta talk to them. It, it was different at the time though, for you. No, I know. Uh and that's what I was just gonna say is is we think about this, this was sixty years ago. It was such a different time. Yeah. Uh, And that always makes it interesting to me because it's within our frame of reference. Yeah. British notwithstanding, but uh, the time. Yeah. uh, Like I remember growing up, everybody was Mr. or Mrs. We didn't use first names. We didn't. uh, And so you have this kind of classist, um, which they would have all been, uh, officers and gentlemen. Yeah. That meant something. Yeah. it would be like when we watched a film in the 80s, in 84, looking back, if it was made in 24, yeah. you know, it, it's a whole different time period that you you can't, as a young person today, would not understand as well. And that fascinates me. Yeah. That we were looking at London 60 years ago. Yeah. Lo- 1960 London. And they were even talking about, well, rationing's over, darling. You yes. Know? And, and, and... Uh, and, and I also think that this was a great, like, not everybody, you know, not everybody who fought in the war was like, was like, you a know, hero. a hero. There yes. was, there were regular guys, there were criminals. Yes. And, and, um, and the, and the, and the, and then these guys, you know, like the, especially with the, with the Colonel being, being, uh, redundant. What a great British term for just laying a guy off cause he was too old or whatever. But a guy who would say who'd done his who would put in all his service, you know, and had all this experience, and and I mean, is there anything like? I mean, and I mean, granted, World War II was like the thing that changed the fucking course of human history or whatever, but it also changed the course of like guys' lives, you know. It's like I just I I, I love yes. everything about this movie. I really yeah. did. Uh, and he said it. They trained us to do these things yeah. that in war were great, but in but, peace. We, what, yeah, you what, know, what, what there's no we, use. Yeah, there's no use for it. Uh which is uh, you know, a theme comes up again in Vietnam with that. And um but they were older in World War Two. And uh in Europe, you almost forget World War One ended in nineteen or twenty. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, fifteen years later you've got World War Two. That devastated Europe. Yeah. I mean there was just fucking millions and millions of men died yeah between those two wars in Europe it didn't affect us as much no I mean we get the patriotic films but we didn't have the devastation no. uh, just entire cities wiped off yeah. the map uh how many how many you wiped out a generation of men yeah uh, so yeah and in Britain uh, and especially Britain. With uh, Churchill and all that was going on with the blitzes and the, we don't we can't to stress that impact coming through the fifties. It's almost like they went through a counterculture revolution much sooner than us. Yeah, because their cinema reflects that. Like you said, uh, if you look at, there was the cuckolded husband, the cheating wife, the uh, the nag, the yeah. This was a very this was um. if this was shot in the United States, this would have been a completely completely different movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It would have been a comedy. Oh yeah, it, it, it would have been a comedy. And and um, but And look they, at Ocean's Eleven. That's why I'm. This would have been Ocean's like Ocean's Eleven. It would have been, it would have been. Uh, none of these guys were actual these criminals. It would have been you know. It would have been Danny Ocean and his crew of of. Of God, of special forces guys or whatever. This was looking at the world the way it I mean, like like I don't know how, how the best to explain it. Like the the Like the fact that in a in a black and white sixties film they said bitch and ass just it, it it was quite frankly, it was it was shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, infer in homosexuality. Yeah. And uh um it was almost like um in Rafifi when, uh when, uh, beats up Mado, the main, uh, I can't think of his, the character's name, but, um, he beat, I mean, like, on it wasn't implied, it wasn't, oh, he yeah. slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's, it's one of those things where like, like European cinema, like, they, they, they didn't, Dumb it down. They they didn't. They didn't didn't dumb it down. They didn't hold back. It was. It was just. This is part of life. So therefore, this will be part of film. Yeah. I don't know what the. There's. There's got to be a better way to explain it. It was like like a cinema realism. Yeah.
1: Did they have like our movie rating system going? Oh, they
0: all countries have. I think they all patterned them after ours or whatever. Because there's. There's. Well, you couldn't get them released here.
1: Yeah, I know. But but did they have it there? Or could they? Yeah, no, because watch they watch. had, no,
0: because they had European releases. Yeah. Like, yeah. you see films that were made during that time, especially through the 60s, that would have extended nude scenes. Yeah, we were just, we were talking about the, uh, there was the one movie we watched a while back that it was, oh, apparently the European release, the gal was naked yeah. or something Yeah, Adrian like Barbeau in the Swamp something. Thing. Yeah. And that was, that was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, they had, um, oh yeah, and that one film we were talking about. I can't, I can't remember, remember, of course, because we're old. That's great. Uh, <laughs> we have to actually literally research what we did last week. Yes. Um. But yeah, they, they had a different sensibility. Yeah. That uh, it goes back to the point that we're actually seeing that is as far enough away that people wouldn't understand. The kids of today would not understand yeah. that. Yeah. Would have they, no they, context they was for different it. Different than yeah, what was here yeah. because what's happening today is their life. Yeah. yeah. That's what they. That's their reference point looking back on that, yeah, when you talked about the Rafifi scene, that was, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And that was not, I mean, that's, that happens. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately it happens, but I mean, again, the, 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 they didn't, they didn't water anything down. No. Um, and I would say, uh, as a, again, European Sean Connery, who was very controversial when he made the, he made the statement to, to, uh, Barbara Walters that, uh, if his wife got lippy, he'd backhand her, and everybody went, "What did you just say?" And then ten years later, he defended it. <laughs> I mean, that was so. You know, that's that's a generation. Thankfully, that's that we've evolved from that. Yeah. But uh, it it certainly was a different. I mean, yes. like, all right. Anyways, um, we could gush about this movie. I could I could gush about yeah. this all day. This one is absolutely, Brian, You're 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 batting a thousand right now. You're just hitting them out of the park. This was absolutely wonderful. This is going in my regular rotation. Um, again, if when I start my repertory theater, I'm doing a double with this one in the original Ocean's Eleven because it's two versions of the exact same fucking story. Yeah,
1: different. Yeah.
0: Um and uh yeah it, uh, if you can get a hold of the original script uh I'm gonna go. Just for the the little bit of, I wasn't crazy about the heist, I'm going to say four and like three quarters of a star. Uh But everything else about this was fucking phenomenal.
1: I got to Yeah, it's five star. All right. that's five. I got a criteria. Yeah. yeah. Five star. Oh fuck it! It's a five star movie. No, no, no! (laughs) If if you, this one is this one is a
0: great one. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a copy of the original Ocean's Eleven. Watch this one. Watch Ocean's Eleven. Great double feature. That was a League of Gentlemen. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think.